think I get any trick-or-treaters. We're going to see his neighbor across the street. They have, like, their whole yard is, like, covered. And they have these, like, zombie machines that, like, talk to you. They're actually really freaky because you can hear them at night, like, through, like, the window. They spent close to five grand on decorations. I am so ready to take down my Halloween decorations because I have these little white ghosts everywhere and I shit my pants every time I look out the window (laughs) because I'm so convinced that someone's about to come murder me. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Spice Rack Pod. Last week, Sam and I spent the weekend together. We just, I didn't, I brought my Kindle, but I did not open that thing. So that's why I would not have an episode last week. But this week we have a good spooky read for you guys. But before we get into it, Sav, how are you doing? I am good. Okay, so this will come out on November 1st, but this is our spooky Halloween episode. So y'all are just going to have to stay in it like one more day, you know? Yeah, it's your time to shine, Sav. Christmas is you. I know Christmas starts on Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday, thank God. I've been waiting for this since like 10 months ago. <laughs> I would like to say I can only do one. How a weekend, without a doubt, is like par- the most fucked up that I think I get all year. And I'm so thankful that it's only like really one weekend. I could not do more. I'm not a big hollow weekend gal. I'm just really not. I'm not either, but I always end up out and like, it's too much. <laughs> like I don't even like Halloween for the work I feel like I'm putting in. That's the thing. The older I get, the costume, I could just, it just gets too stressful. I went to Spirit Halloween because as you guys know, so many people dress up as that like cowgirl Barbie. Y'all know the pink. I saw so many cowgirl Barbies. $65. And I was like, no. That's crazy. I was like, I was like, I'm not gonna do that for Halloween costume. I have to say, I didn't see anybody looking bad in the cowgirl cowgirl Barbie costume. So if you wore it, you ate, but like you and everybody else. See, but that's the thing. I would love to wear that, like not on Halloween. Like a <laughs> like <laughs> oh my gosh. I wonder if Spirit Halloween's having their sale. <laughs> I can go. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> Are you gonna? How would you casually wear that? Like, I want to. Walk- I don't know. It has to be like a theme. <laughs> like, it has to be a theme. Maybe a birthday or something. Okay, I support this. <laughs> well, Seth and I were Love Island, which was so fun until I had to wear a bathing suit downtown, and I felt like a total whore. And if you are not actually friends with me, I post this on like my close friends Instagram. I'm gonna have to post it on the pod. I have never self tanned. Like I just get tanned in the summer, and then I spray tanned and I've done the tanning bed, but I have never bought the lotion, done it myself. Anyway, so I have Donald Trump hands at the moment. Like they are, <laughs> like my hands, like are so fucking orange. <laughs> not is there I mean there's not really a better way to describe it that's so funny I played in Georgia red clay and then didn't wash my hands so you know it is what the outfit is still 60 dollars so 
Hey, it's gone. Was it 60 or was it 65? It was 65. Now it's 60. Okay. I have to say though, like if you needed a last minute costume today is the day that you have to pay full price. I don't think it'll go down until like November 1st. Until after when spirit has to like clear out and evacuate in your local Uh Sears. Yeah. (laughs) Ours is in our old Kroger. (laughs) My, um, boyfriend and I went pretty casual so I used the dress that I wore to the Taylor Swift concert and I I'm not a DIY girly I had to make multiple trips to Dollar Tree I had like a headband that was supposed to be like this cup because I was the Stanley cup and my boyfriend was like ET call home <laughs> so I didn't wear it to the I was gonna say I don't think I've seen a picture of the cup headband <laughs> let me send it to you <laughs> and then he wore like a jersey but other than that, like, this is the busiest time of year for me, but I thrive on being constantly busy. Like, I don't know how to relax. Like, I can't, like, relax. I don't know how to relax. I just love being busy. I have a few things. Deep into the Kardashian series. I got Hulu specifically to watch the Kardashians. I'm a Kardashian fan. I'm going to say it. This reboot has me wanting to be a member of the Kardashians. Okay, but who's your fave? I... And I don't know, I'm kind of stuck between Kendall and Kylie, like, as a joy. I have to count them together, and then Kim. Yeah, and then Kim. Yes. I am a Chloe girly to my, I have been Chloe girly since Revenge Body with Chloe Kardashian was on E. Like, I am a Chloe girl to my core. I know when you go to season four and Courtney and Kim start, like, really fucking fighting. Because I knew nothing about Travis at all. But now I'm kind of a Travis fan. I do feel like everything I've learned about Travis Barker has been against my will, though. Like, I haven't (laughs) willingly learned anything about him. It has all been against my will. And I never really was into, like, the Blink-182, like, listening stuff. So I didn't know that was, like, him. Oh, okay. But um, I started tattoo removal on my wrist. This is my thing. The pain was there, but it wasn't as bad as everybody says. Like, it would be. So they numb your arm with, like, an ice pack. And while they're doing the laser, they're blowing cold steam. And the thing lasted, like, I think nine seconds. Okay. This is what I'm going to say. People listening to this, do not take pain advice from someone who has had, like, 74 hip surgeries. Because I think your pain threshold and the average human being's pain threshold are maybe a little different at this point. Because, like, I tear up when I get my upper lip wax. Like, that to me is painful. <laughs> yeah, that's so I, And so I was like, oh, so I did my first session. Um, I have another one before the, um, the year ends. And she thinks that eight sessions, it will be, like, completely gone. So this place only focuses on tattoo removal. That's all they do interesting and there were so many people coming in and out I think there was always like eight people in the waiting room that's interesting okay keep us posted and then I'm chopping my hair off tomorrow and I'm very excited like I don't know getting a haircut I usually cut my hair like four to five times a year and I just love a haircut so I'm excited I love that for you I'm still scared of haircut so I haven't come back from my fuck ass bob trauma from 2018 so I don't get excited for a haircut I get like lead in my stomach anxious not the bomb that was a time 
That was a really bad time to get a fuck-ass bob, but I got one. (laughs) Have you started any of your holiday shopping? No, but I'm getting a list together. I love holiday shopping, so I'm, like, elated for this. Like, I love gift-giving. So, the anticipation with gifts kills me. I don't care if it's, like, a card, but the anticipation just... I just want to know. Of other people giving you gifts or you giving other people gifts? Other people, like, other people are going to give me. Even if it's, like, a card. Like, the anticipation just kills me. Seth cracks me every year because I can't handle the anticipation of giving someone a gift. And so he'll ask me, like, three weeks before Christmas what I got him. And I'll be like, well, do you want to see? Because I can't (laughs) do it anymore. So we do Christmas on, like, December 10th without fail every year. Yeah, I have I'm not so started. excited. This I is my time to any. shine. I have all of my Christmas rom-com books in the Amazon cart waiting to be ordered. I am putting, I'm decorating my house, I think, next weekend. November 1st is a Wednesday, so I have a little too much going on. But next weekend, all the shit's coming down. All the shit's going up. Some football in the background. Some oh, I'm <laughs> so excited. Elated. I love the smell of Christmas trees, and I did not grow up celebrating Christmas, but I was talking to my boyfriend. I was like, what if we do a Christmas tree, but we put, like, Hanukkah-colored lights on it? Oh, that's that is- fun. But it got vetoed. He said, oh. I can do a- he said I can do a candle if I like the smell of it, so I don't think I'm going to win this argument, but I brought it up at least once a day. You know what's so crazy is that if someone told me no, I would just do it anyways, and so... <laughs> I think for Christmas, I'm going to get you a Christmas tree that you can put up every year, mainly because I just like pissing him off. Like, I feel like my your role as a friend is to kind of piss off your best friend's boyfriends. Like, that's your job. And I'm taking my duties very seriously. I think I should get, if you got a white tree, you could do like blue lights. That would be beautiful. Exactly. Exactly. I'm sure that there are some people listening to this right now and they're like, these bitches decorating for Christmas <laughs> like it is November I do not give a fuck tis the season if you are a Scrooge do it listening to someone else that's all I got us I do have to give a little Halloween recap so we went on a bar crawl with some friends on Saturday first of all it started at 5 p.m that tells you <laughs> how I was doing personally one of my coworkers came with us that I've never hung out with socially before, but like he was fine. And he kind of looks like, like he has like a big beard. He has his hair. So he looks kind of like Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. So that was his costume, which was great. I have never seen a man get more male attention than this guy dressed up as Jon Snow. And people would be like, Jon Snow, like, like the whole thing. They're taking pictures with him, all this shit. This man has never seen Game of Thrones. So he just keeps yelling, winter is coming. Like he <laughs> So funny. I was dying. So that's the first part of my story. And you know, I'm trying not to drink as much. So I had like some beers and then I took an edible, which then made me have to sit outside for a little bit. <laughs> so like I was in manual breathing like a tiny bit. So I had to like get some deep breath. Anyways, so right before I'm about to go outside when I'm like, yo, I'm not well. Seth is so fucked up. He has sunglasses on inside the bar. We were at Treehouse. And 
these like four people come up to him and they looked like I don't know probably like 23 24 and they're like Seth Seth and he is looking at these people has <laughs> zero fucking clue who they are and he, you know like when he's drunk he kind of just like smiles and like nods his head <laughs> doing that and this girl is like do you not know who I am and he goes no <laughs> so these four people were his co-workers he had no fucking clue who they were <laughs> <laughs> not his co-workers and we were wearing bathing suits and I just taken edibles <laughs> like we gotta go the fuck home <laughs> not his co-workers this girl was so offended that she didn't know who he was. He didn't know who she was. That's pretty funny. So those are my funny stories. Again, I'm thankful Halloween weekend is only a max for me one night a year. I cannot do multiple nights. I have my, my comp, my ego was boosted. So I just, since I was dressed up as a trophy, this one girl at the party, my boyfriend and I were standing and she comes up to me. She's like, you'd be my trophy wife if I could pick. And I looked at my boyfriend. I was like, "Competition, amazing." I almost think that like, getting a compliment from a woman is better than getting a compliment from a man. Oh my god, I don't even want men to look at me twice. But I, if a woman proposed to me, I'd be happy about it. I was just like, "That's it. I can go to bed." We did the twelve so house night. Like it was just the full full circle. As okay. Jon Snow is getting all this male attention, he looks at me and he goes, "This is a lot." I said, "Yeah, now you fucking get it." And I hope you never are weird to women again. And he was like, yeah, I don't really like this. I was like, yeah, dude, that's the point. <laughs> that's funny that we're calling him Jon Snow. I don't want to like, he didn't sign up to be outed on the podcast. So I'm going to call him Jon Snow. <laughs> like, I don't even have his number saved in my phone. I can't publicly out him. You know what I mean? <laughs> um... Any other wrap-up things? No, that's kind of been mine. I feel like it's been, like, four months all wrapped into, like, three days. Yeah, I feel that way, too. I feel like I was aged a bit in the past two weeks since we've done the podcast. Yep. But I'm glad that we got to see each other last weekend. And we got to hug and snuggle a little bit, which is, like, my favorite thing to do. I think you got to hug and snuggle the homies. No, I, I agree. It's a love language. But yeah, it was fun. I think the boys all got along, which was my concern, but they were fine. They really were. You know, it's like times like when you're really concerned about like you're sniffing the other, meeting your friends, sniffing the others. And then it's kind of the point like where we want to leave, but they don't want to leave because right. they become friends. Yep. Right. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I always forget too. like, I'm always like, oh God, is this going to be awkward? And I'm like, no, my husband is such a sweet little angel. Like I can, I just throw him into situations and it's kind of like I throw him in the deep end and see if he can swim and he's fine every time. So, but I still worry. Yeah, no, the anxiety is definitely there. We met. So one of our couple friends brought another couple friend to this bar call that we had not met before. This girl... I don't know if I should say this on the pod, but I'm going to anyways. This girl is dressed as a hot dog. Hot dog is a fucking psycho. Like, I will call her hot dog for the rest of my life. Hot dog was on one. And I was too stoned to, like, I was like, she is going crazy, going stupid. (laughs) So I follow hot dog on Instagram the next day. She is an eye surgeon. 
I was like, she was, she was letting loose. She was, can you, it always kills me seeing people out that have these like hot, like high stress. Like I am not going to let hot dog anywhere near my eyeballs. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Or like teachers, you see teachers out and they're like the most fucked up of all. And it's like, they're going to teach your children tomorrow. Yep. But yeah. Funny. If you need LASIK, I know a girl. Don't know that I trust her, but I got me covered. Okay. Do you want to talk about what we're reading? Yes. So we're gonna get into what we've been reading. I listened to Sav's advice and I finished powerless on audio. Five stars. I almost rear-ended someone when he said take the fucking ring off and crawl. I was like, oh shit, I'm driving. <laughs> I was trying to gauge if you had gotten to take the fucking ring off and crawl last week, but I knew that if you had gotten there, you would have said, he said, take the fucking ring off and crawl. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, oh my God. I think like that this is the book you have to listen to on audio. Forget the paperback. You have to do this one on audio. It was I would so lay good. down in traffic for that man. Yeah. Chef's kisses. I would frogger my ass across the highway get that ring off and frogger your ass across the highway i was just like i was like he did not stutter and then i finished the book that we're covering today and winter break is so soon and i that's my binge so i'm looking forward to that how's Hmm. your reading going i think i've seen this (laughs) how many times does emily say she's gonna binge and then it's like she didn't crack a book (laughs) this time i will binge Okay, bestie. She's too in love to read. Um, I am in a slump, I think. I'm just, like, not currently captivated by anything. I have, like, an hour left of Harry Potter 5 on Audible, which chef's kiss. And then I finished the book that we're reading today, which was fun. It took me, like, four days to read it, though. So that's how I know that I'm slumped, because it was, like, not a four-day book. Um, and then I got Britney Spears' memoir in, but I've heard that it's actually really depressing, so I'm delaying to read that mm-hmm. until I'm, like, in a good mental spot to get into it. I know a lot of people who have listened to it on audiobook, but they haven't, um, but they didn't read it. They listened to it. Did she read it? Like, does Britney narrate it? I don't know if Britney narrates it. I don't think I would love her voice nonstop for that long. <laughs> But her, like, people absolutely, like, loved it, and it just gives them a whole new perspective on Britney. Yeah, apparently she doesn't actually talk about the conservatorship that much. It's more about, like, her growing up. So I am excited to read it, but it's just, like, really sad. But also I'm seeing all this stuff about her talking about Justin Timberlake having a micro penis, and so, like, that's really what I think is fueling my desire to read it. She goes in on Timberlake. I heard that she goes in. Yeah. Which, like... He's literally in in Trolls movies, so I think that she's winning, personally. But, whatever. That's really all I have. Yeah. I know King of Greed comes out this week, or Dari I think it just came out. Is it today? Yes. Or no, it came out, like, two days ago. Yeah, Chantel early released that. Hers, did you see that? She early released. I know Sav tried to read Sophie's new book. Oh, I did. I did. And so I don't know if I'm in a slump or if I just, again, am not really into anything. Sophie's new book is kind of just like, like, whoa, girl. Like, they met and then they were fucking, but not in like a, I didn't think the buildup was fun. 
And I don't really understand where this is going, but I think if you're in a spooky mood, it could be for you. It's called Grimoire. It's by Sophie Lark. Um, I just don't think it's currently for me. Yeah, so I I want to read Chantel's new book so badly. So I'm going to say that for winter break. And I can't wait to start Candy Snyder's hockey series. Because mm-hmm. I hear people are loving that one also. Also, Tessa Bailey announced that she's releasing a New Year's book on December 1st. So she has Wreck the Halls, which is a Christmas like holiday book. And then same time next year coming out December 1st and it's only on Kindle she's not doing hardcovers it's some like partnership with Amazon which I think is really cool oh that's interesting yeah I'm into that so there oh my god and um oh my what is the fucking what is that book that people have lost their literal marbles over the fourth wing the second one of that is coming out November 7th so a week from Wednesday are you gonna get it yeah, I have it pre-ordered just because I'm, I was so scared that, like, I wouldn't be able to find it anywhere. Because, again, people have lost their goddamn minds over this series. Yeah, I barely could find the fourth wing when I went to go look for it. Yeah, so I have that pre-ordered. I think I'm going to give King of Greed a try. I think I'm going to like it. I think I'm going to read that over Thanksgiving. But, yeah, I'm ready for some hockey. I'm ready for some holiday rom-coms. Tis the season. Yeah, I have um, Becca Mack's new book in her series, which is hockey. So I think and I might like save King of Greed for like January because I just think that it's going to be so much better than King of Pride. I don't know. I'm like very picky about what's my first read of the year. I know. You've always been like this. Yeah. So I think I might save that for my first like read of the year. I just finished. 97 books so my goal was 100 so I have three left to meet my goal and then I'll feel accomplished I guess I am three three away from 50 okay so I think I can, I think I'll be able to hit 50 yeah so you never know I'm in a slum I hope I read more than three books before the end of the year but whatever so we are going to get into it so Sarah Blue loves romance, loves reading romance, and decided to try her hand at writing it herself. During the day, she has a corporate job, hence the lovely pen name. She's an amateur comedian and a huge crafting enthusiast. Her favorite genres of romance books are reverse harems, sports, mafia, and the occasional dark romance. Books by Blue include Charming the Devil, Swallow Your Pride, and Don't Puck With My Heart. Today, we are covering Charming Your Dad, where we follow the unconventional story of Blair and Dax. And for the dedication, for my petty bitches, P.S. Ryan, I'm glad we never fucked. You made a crude song about my name, so I named the villain after you. Middle finger emoji. I want to know the song so badly. Oh, my God. Okay, getting into this week's plot review. Blair is a witch and a powerful one at that, but she's never felt like she fit in with her coven. After she finds her boyfriend sleeping with another witch in her coven, she devises the perfect revenge plan, sleep with his dad. However, she never could have anticipated that mortal Ryan's dad is a demon reporting straight to the devil himself. Dax is trying to save lives and capture a rogue demon, but instead he finds himself enamored with a little witch willing to live out his fantasy. 
I'm giving it three and a half stars. So I really enjoyed the storyline and I liked the spooky aspect. Like we got witches, vampire, demons, and like there's being a crime that needed to be solved. However, I personally am not an age gap daddy pet girl. So that sometimes I was like, this is a little bit too much. But I do think that the age gap matched the storyline. Like it wouldn't have worked if it wasn't an age gap. Her mom is a bitch, but I love the cousin relationship between Blair and Stevie and how close they are. Like, they weren't just cousins. They were also best friends. And Blair reminded me of Blair Waldorf. Like, I feel like they are on the same level when it comes to revenge. Like, Blair Waldorf, like, she always went with revenge, and so did this Blair. Okay. Blair wanting to be taken care of and not always in control is something that I feel like is very relatable. And I liked how the author wrote the scenes where Blair was realizing that she's turning soft because there is nothing wrong with being soft. And then Dax really fit the mold for like, let me sleep with my ex's dad for revenge. So I think that they were a good match for each other. Like it had plot. It was quick. It got to the details, but it also set up a world. Like I know that there's another book after this. So it did. This was like a good first book to start like the foundation of this like world. Yeah, I agree. I also gave it like somewhere between three and a half to four stars. Here's the deal. I feel like we base our ratings situationally. Like I'm not going to pick this book up in June and enjoy it the way that I would in October. Does that make sense? No, it really does. Like this worked because it was a spooky read. Yeah. And so like it was a fun, I feel like we always do something a little unhinged in October. So this is our unhinged October read. Um. So fun, a little spooky, and it was incredibly fucking spicy. So we'll get to that in a second. I like an age gap and an ex's dad scenario. So I was hooked on that. I really liked Blair and Stevie and their friendship in this. And I think we got a lot of deeper topics that are brought up in a lighter way. So talking about family, not feeling like you fit, um, hella daddy issues on like all sides. I think that Blair was really creative when it came to revenge, the posters around town, playing his audio recording at the open house, making Clover listen to look what you made me do on repeat for days is hilarious. That killed me. That killed me. <laughs> like we are Swifties. I cannot think of a worse punishment than having to listen to that song for three days nonstop. Yeah, I would be in tears. Kill me. This is like somewhat spice related, but I really like how, and you talked about this too, how Blair talks about adjusting from like being more dominant to being submissive and how like she likes feeling like she's taken care of, even though she's never had that happen before. Um, So I liked that conversation too. There was like a couple pegging mentions in here, which I'm always a fan of when we get it in books because we don't get it very often. Um... Dax at one point says, there's my sweet good girl. Only for me, though, Blair. You can be mean to everyone else. And, like, why do I think that's hot? I think that's so toxic. (laughs) It's so hot. And then the other thing that I really enjoyed, too, was he, I guess, could, like, walk into dreams. And so he would, like, dream walk with her. But also in her dreams, he would make her see herself from his point of view and everything that he, like, adored and admired about her which like was just kind of sweet so I could be into a demon daddy I don't want to say demon daddy but I could be into it like him like dream walking I don't know I thought it was sweet I think that is such a like a cool power to have like forget yeah. being invisible and like 
teleporting, like the dream walking, it's such a cool power. Yeah, I was into that. I like kind of said this, but like the plot was there, but the spice I think was the forefront of this book and it was really spicy. I gave it three peppers. I gave it two and a half to three. Okay, yeah. I gave it like three heaping peppers. I felt like this was really hot. Here's where I get lost a little bit. The daddy pet situation is not for me. And I I can respect that other people are getting into it. I am not one of those people. So that like took away from me a little bit. I think had we just stopped at him being a good girl king, I would have been over the moon. But, and I will say the daddy was at a minimum, which I was thankful for, but the pet was at a maximum. <laughs> it was just not for me. That That's what lost me. The, the pet, the, that, that lost me. Yeah, it lost me a little bit too. But this man was a dirty talker. Their spice was very hot and it was, again, overfloweth. Our cup overfloweth. The Halloween scene in hell where people are watching was fucking crazy. He says, I want you so wet your cum is dripping on the floor. And then once you're soaked, I'm going to fuck your pussy with this precious plug-in because she has a butt plug-in. And then at one point he's like, like going to move forward and he says oh you're wet but not dripping on the floor and so I guess I have more work to do are you fucking kidding me (laughs) I was also gagged when they took the truth truffles here's something that I thought was like unexpectedly hot was when they both had no choice but to be so honest with the other about everything that they were feeling like emotionally physically whatever And so he's like sitting on the couch. She's taking these truth truffles. He says, the indecent things I want to do to you, Blair. I want to bend you over and spank your ass until you're begging me to fuck you. I want to spoil the fuck out of you. Which is just like personally very hot. And then I think this is in the first sex club scene. But listen to this list of orders. This is like a special, special order just for me. Starts off hands behind your back. Then he says, lick the tip, baby. It's fucking messy for you, which I've never read before. But I was like, okay, I I can be into that. Suck the head. And then daddy's going to fuck your throat now. You want that little witch. You want me to use you until I fill that naughty mouth full of my cum. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah, I was just like, um, no words. Yeah, lick the tip, baby. It's fucking messy for you. That's in the highlights. That is something that I was like, ooh, we're going to save that for later. I also highlighted that one. (laughs) I loved when the magic came out during the spice. Yeah. I thought that was hot and that added to the spookiness. So we all know I love a sex scene. I eat that shit up. Like a sex club scene. Okay. No one else should, they're like having sex and there's like an audience. Okay. No one else in this room exists. It's just Dax and me as he fills my pussy and holds me with his magic. I scrape my nails through his hair as he enters in and out of me. He has one hand holding my throat lightly while he uses the other to rub my clit. Like, when they were together, like, there could be a zombie apocalypse happening. Yeah. Then he says, this ass looks gorgeous with my marks. Next time I'm going to plug this sweet ass and I spank you. Make you beg me to fuck you in the ass after your cheeks are nice and pink. Mm -hmm. all in the same the same the same night 
And he was a very dirty talker. When he says, I own your orgasms for the night. Sold. Done. Sold. Done. And I liked this quote a lot. This, like, goes with what we were saying about, like, her, like, realizing that, like, she wants, like, be taken care of. She said, he owned my body, knew what I needed, made me want to do anything I could to please him, and I enjoyed it. Far more than I ever relished being dominant in the bedroom. I thought that being in charge just proved how everyone views me. Mm. I really like that. Yeah, he was a good girl king. I was a fan. I like the... He was a good girl king, like, while they were banging. And then also just, like, casually she would do – he would ask her to do something. She would do it, and he would say good girl. And, like, that's what I need more of personally in my life is, like, everyday good girls for small tasks. Yeah, like, he, like, knew what she wanted and delivered. Agreed. Yeah, so Spice was spicing. Yeah, it was really hot. I honestly, I think the third book is about Kaz, Osmo, and Stevie. I think I'm just going to skip right on to number three. I think that's personally what I would like more of. That would be a hot book. Uh Uh-huh. And we have some good discussion questions for this book. So, you know, they had the truth truffle where they're trying to get the truth out of people. That got me thinking, Sav, would you rather not know the truth or give somebody a truth truffle? Oh, so you, like, don't know the truth at all or you know, like, everything you could ever want to know? Yeah. Oh, I don't think I want to know. I don't think I want to know either. It reminds me of this, like, if you, if there was a book of everything good and bad everyone had ever said about you, would you read it? No. No, because I don't want to know the bad stuff. Yeah, oblivion, like, oblivion is bliss at that point. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss. I don't need to know. Yeah. I thought the truth truffle was interesting. Like, when she, like, used it to see he was stealing from her, and, like, they all said the same, like, the name, the guy even confessed. Yeah, immediately. I like, too, because when they, when Dax takes the truth truffle, and he's like, I came in my pants yesterday, and you could tell that he, like, didn't want to say that. Like, I thought it was funny to see things that you're like willingly admitting that you didn't really want to. Yeah. Okay. Based on our knowledge of sex clubs, which at this point is only from books. Neither of I have experienced, <laughs> neither of us have experienced Lyman in the flesh, but I feel like we are research experts. Um, which room experience thing are you the most down for in a sex club? Interesting. I think when we were um, reading the Salicious Players Club, the one where they would have, like, tutorial and, like, ropes and stuff, mm-hmm. I think that would be the one for me. I personally was really into the watching, or, like, the watching and being watched in this book, which I, I mean, I think that's what I would sign up for. Yeah. I just think that, honestly, I learned so much about sex class from the Salicious Players Club. Yeah. So, series. so if you want to learn more, that is a great series. Are you going to read, because she has Madam out now, are you going to read the next one? Um, I think I want to read all of them. So I've only read the one that we covered. Oh, you haven't read Praise or, oh, okay. No, I haven't read any of them. I read them all, but I haven't read the newest one. Is, do you believe in witches slash demons? I think I do. I think I might think that they're real because I don't think that they're like 
living like I think that they're living amongst us and we just don't know I fully believe in witches and demons fully do you think that they're like regular people but then they have powers or do you think that they're like off living amongst themselves so this is why I think that they live like so my mom as you guys know my mom was born in Armenia village town very rural and like they had known witches like in Armenia and so like, she would know witches. So mm-hmm. I think that they are just regular people living among us. And like, if you're not, like you only, it's almost like if you're in on the joke, you get the joke. But like, if you aren't in on the witchy shit, then you just don't get it. Like, goes you over just your- don't. Yeah. But I fully, this is my thing when we talked about our vampires real. If vampires and witches and demons were not real, how would we know so much about them? True. True. So that's my mentality with it. Yeah, I think it's either none of it is real or all of it is real. And I just, like, I feel like we have learned way, way too much about witches and demons for them to just not be real at all. Yeah, like, we are too deep in the tarot cards. Like, no. Like, they they have to be real. I do not fuck with scary demon shit. Like, the trailer for the new Exorcist movie, I cannot even have on the TV, like, while I am in the room. It scares me so badly. Yeah, and it's always... um. So you guys know I'm not a Spotify pre-am girly. It's an ad on Spotify. So if I'm like in the shower or something, it will be like one of the ads. Oh my God. I'm about to send you my information so that you can be on our family plan immediately. I didn't realize that you were being terrorized by the fucking exorcist on free Spotify. I do not do scary movies. Do not fuck with scary movies. Not one. Yeah. So I don't fuck with like, I feel like everything we've seen aside from our fun romance books about demons is like scary demons and like that's not something I'm really fucking with yeah yeah I get too creeped out too easily on Saturday my boyfriend was listening to this podcast and they're talking about like scary like stories like they called it like spooky like stories and one was about Lake Lanier and oh, it, got me, it got me creepy. it got me like too like scared to even like get up and like go use the restroom at like three in the morning and I'm over here. I'm like, I'm like, Alex, this is so scary. He's like, <laughs> not scared at all. No, I get so scared easily. I just can't do it. The good news is that Seth and I are equally babies, and so we just have a spooky free household. I love that. Yeah, it's good for my sanity and my mental health. Okay, getting into our fave segment, how we view Dax. So personally for me, I pictured him as kind of like a, well, I also started watching Yellowstone today. So I feel like my vision has been tainted a little bit by Yellowstone, but almost like a Thomas Rhett, maybe like kind of like rugged. He's got like long hair. He's got a beard or the hot guy that everyone's in love with from Sons of Anarchy, the blondie. Oh, um, Jax. Yeah. I don't know his name. Do you know his name? I think it's Jax. Okay. Dax feels just like a little rugged to me. I think that he works a blue collar job, like on a farm or in like a body shop as like a mechanic. I think that his fancy shoes are just a nicer pair of boots than he would usually wear. I can vividly see this man in a pair of jeans and like a white wife beater tank top. I think that he wears a chain around his neck. He's constantly saying filthy things to you. And I also think that he has several different tattoos that are like you themed that like other people wouldn't realize are tattoos for you, but like you both know that they are. 
And then I think that he gets really turned on when you're mean to other men. Like if someone stares at you and you like threaten to fight them, I think that, that would turn him on. <laughs> That's a good description. His name being Dax resulted in me not being able to get the image of Dax Shepard <clears throat> out of my mind <laughs> against my will. <laughs> against my will. I hate that for you because I think Dax Shepard is so unsexy. Yeah, very, very unsexy. So I really, I thought oh, it was against God. my will. Oh, God. I think he works as a mechanic during the day, but like he's also like very wealthy and he doesn't need to work. Mm. He just wants like a hobby. So he's a mechanic blue jeans like a carhartt shirt is like his go-to he has like a carhartt hat always wear like his dress shoes like you said like are a pair of boots he drinks his coffee black and watches the news every morning dax is not running he's not no he's not in that club um <laughs> he definitely drives like one of those pickup trucks where you have to have a stair to get into the car and then this is oddly very specific, but lastly, I feel like he has a Bible verse tattoo or like a cross tattoo. I gotta be so honest. What you just described drives me up like the Sahara. Dak Shepherd <laughs> with a Bible. <laughs> I was like, this is anything I'm, worse. I think like, I'm envisioning Dak Shepherd against my will. Dak Shepard is not hot. Let me go to his Instagram just to confirm that this is still how I feel, but I do not find him personally very hot. No, he, like, did a TV commercial with his wife, and I was just like... Okay, well, he's a little cuter than I was feeling like in my head, but, again, not what I was going to. Yeah, not for me. Do you picture him wearing one of these little hats or no hat? No hat. Because his picture on Wikipedia has one of those, like, French news. The fedora. (laughs) No fedora. I think fedora would have made it worse. That might have been a DNF. Fedora with a fucking Bible tattoo. I can't think of anything worse. (laughs) (laughs) So, I think we both had similarities. Yeah. Yeah. I went a little more, like biker gang country rancher and you went the way that you went like (laughs) Atlanta suburbs bad boy that's exactly I live in Atlanta that's like coming Georgia that's exactly the way that I went (laughs) I live in the Appalachian Mountains he doesn't he lives in like Canton Really <laughs> so we have to put Dax somewhere in our scientifically proven boyfriend pyramid. As you guys know, at the bottom, we have ultimate friends with benefits. May or may not tell your friends one night, long-term situationship. A lot of things could be up in the air with ultimate friends with benefits. Then you have meet the fam. Might be the happily ever after, might not be just the person in that your stage of life. And he met the fam. And then from there, you have white picket fence. You guys are having the happily ever after, the family, the soccer games. You guys just had your happily ever after. And if you're at the God tier, you just have the extra oomph. There is just something that makes you God tier. So, Sav, where are you putting Dax? I put Dax in me, the fam. I put him at Ultimate Friends with Benefits. I saw that coming. But I think I would tell my friends. You know what? It's daddies and 
first responders for you personally <laughs> we can't get fine and if he's both to fucking jail straight <laughs> to jail straight to jail straight to jail I but i would tell like, i would tell my friends okay that's good i feel like it would be really fun for a while yeah i don't want to be with him forever because honestly he lives a very long time i don't need that i don't <laughs> i don't want any i could do like six months and I think that would be really fun to like go to sex clubs and like get spanked a little bit and like do the things but I really think after that I'm I'm good yeah I agree okay thanks everybody for listening to this episode of the spice rack podcast we hope that you enjoyed charming your dad and all of well we really only read one other spooky book but we were spooky in spirit so Hope you enjoyed that. Now we're ready to start getting into our hockey, Christmas, all those types of fun cold weather books. So that I think is where we're going to head next. But before we're going to read King of Greed by Anna Huang because it's her most recent release that came out last week. And this is following Dom. And it's like a, I don't think his name is Dom, actually. I think every mafia book is about a man named dom and that's an issue that i have oh my gosh it's his it's like it's like on the tip of my dame oh damien maybe because he like he is mentioned in the other book yeah he's mentioned throughout even in the twisted series yeah well it's a second chance it's like a marriage in trouble second chance you're right it is dominique it is (laughs) yeah I think every mafia man is named Dom and that is an issue that I'm working on within, but we're going to read King of Greed. We'll see y'all next week. Have a happy Halloween. Have a happy November 1st. Everyone be careful putting up your Christmas lights. <laughs> Don't fall off the ladder. Please fall. <laughs> okay. Bye y'all. Bye guys.